are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got part two of the crossover with Ryan Latica. We'll talk about some interesting moves that the Rockies have made over the last couple of seasons that haven't worked out for the team, and that includes DJ LeMayu. And then also, we're going to talk which MLB team is winning the offseason right now. Is it the Padres? Is it the Mets? Maybe it's the Cardinals with the move they just made. So we're going to get into all that and more on today's pod, but first... If your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked On Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now here's that conversation between Ryan, Latica, and I, host of Locked On Rockies. So why do you think it sounds like Arenado kind of already had feelings then that this situation wasn't going to work out, or at least already had mixed feelings toward the organization at the time of his signing. So why do you think he did resign with Colorado? Did he just want that financial security up front? Did he just love playing in Colorado? Cause it seems, I, I feel like if he hit the open market, most teams would have given him that deal, but we we've seen, you know, these off seasons the last few years and how teams are handing out cash. It's gotten uh pretty weird here the last couple off seasons. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, number one, you can't ever fault a guy for wanting to go out and get that financial security wherever, you know, wherever he can get it. And in this case, you know, he got it with the Rockies and he has made it clear. He did, he did enjoy being a Rocky. He loved, you know, playing for the Rockies. He loved the Rockies fans. Um, it was, you know, it was a great environment for him and he's made that clear. Um, and also, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, the Rockies were just coming off of two consecutive playoff appearances. Now, you know, I have argued on my podcast, you know, over and over again, that the Rockies were, you know, shooting off way over their skis in 2017 and 2018. Um, I think that, you know, they were, they vastly overperformed and what we've, what we've seen recently in 2019 and 2020 is really closer to their true talent level, just based on, you know, the guys that they have on the roster right now. Um, but I mean, Nolan Arnado, he, you know, he signed under the, under the impression that the front office would continue to build around him. And it simply just didn't happen. Um, you know, the Rockies haven't signed a major league free agent in two years. Their last signing was Daniel Murphy oh, really? you know, and Daniel Murphy has been a disaster for the Rockies, you know, in two, in part, in parts of two seasons, he was, he was hurt. He didn't hit nearly as well as anybody expected him to. And, you know, that just goes back to the whole, you know, Daniel Murphy versus DJ LeMahieu thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel I have retired always, this week, too. Daniel I'm sorry. Murphy, didn't uh, Murphy retire this week, too? He did. Yes. He, he retired hours before the Arenado trade broke last Friday. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, 
But I mean, this goes back to the Daniel Murphy versus DJ LeMahieu thing too, which, you know, that is honestly, I mean, people, you know, will flame the Rockies organization for that as well. That's one of the few instances where, you know, I won't defend the Rockies on that, on that decision to not bring back DJ LeMahieu to not pursue him and to instead sign Daniel Murphy. Um, I think that that move was at the, at the time defensible. Um, It just worked out as one of the worst, the, one of the worst moves in hindsight in recent memory in all of major league baseball. Uh, but that move was certainly defensible because I mean, DJ LeMahieu, you know, he was never that spectacular of a hitter with the Rockies. Um, the one really outstanding year. I mean, you can go and check on his baseball reference page. The mm-hmm. o- really the only one year that DJ LeMahieu had that was really outstanding was when he won the batting title. And I believe it was 2016. Uh, but I mean, you figure bringing Daniel Murphy, you know, a proven hitter into Coors Field, you know, you'll sacrifice a little bit of defense for some some sorely needed offense, which is something that the Rockies have have really needed the last few years. Um, and obviously that just totally backfired. Um, but that's why I kind of think that that move is a little bit defensible there. Um, that was a little bit of a tangent, but um, essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside of Aaron Judge, you can make the case. DJ has been the most popular Yankee the last two years. He's been like top five in MVP voting the last couple of years. He had an insane 2020, an insane 2019, and he's just been a monster the last two years for that team. But what do you think the next steps are now for the Rockies? There's been some rumors that maybe Trevor Story is next. Do you think Trevor Story is here for the long term or is he the next one out the door for the Colorado Rockies? To be honest with you, the next step for the Rockies is to find a new owner and find a new general manager. That's thing number one. Nothing else can happen until that happens because, you know, they've they just proved it in that in that press conference and media availability that the, that these guys do not know what they're doing. You know, Dick Monfort said that Jeff Breidich did an incredible job. That was the that was the direct quote. Jeff Breidich did an incredible job, and he has not thought in it, it, he has not thought once about firing Jeff Breidich, despite Breidich, you know, misusing you know hundreds of millions of dollars on you know whiffing on free agent after free agent after free agent. You know, the you can go all the way back to Chad Qualls, Jason Mott, Wade Davis. Brian Shaw, Jake McGee, Ian Desmond, all these free agents that Jeff Breidich has brought in. And they provided little to no value for the Rockies while costing Dick Monfort hundreds of millions of dollars to just continue to make these mistakes. And now you send the franchise cornerstone, the best player on your team to the St. Louis Cardinals with a bag of $50 million going with Mm. him and you get barely anything back. And, you know, Dick Monfort doesn't see anything wrong with that. And yeah. neither does Jeff Breidich. And so, you know, this is kind of, you know, you're hopefully you can kind of understand the incompetence that is running this team right now. And so, you know, there's literally nothing in my mind that they can do, you know, to return to where they need to be under this leadership. So thing number one is to get new leadership. I have no idea when that would ever happen, if it would ever happen. Um, but that's thing number one. And to address your point on Trevor's story, I mean, Obviously, I have no idea what's going on in Trevor Story's head. He released a statement after that trade saying he was sad and frustrated. Um, but if I'm Trevor Story, I'm running away as fast as I can. I'm running away at literally as fast as I can. He's he's scheduled to be a free agent after this coming season. Mm. There is absolutely no reason for him to re-sign with this team if he, you know, if he cares at all about winning. Um, you know, there's just no plan in place for this team. And so, I mean, I don't see Trevor Story sticking around past 2021. 
Yeah, unless he's doing the Nolan Arenado and just collecting that bag up front. But I think Dimebacks fans can empathize with Rockies fans in this situation. I think they know what it feels to trade your cornerstone player to the Cardinals with uh, Paul Goldschmidt. So I think they feel your pain right now, Ryan. Ryan and I will get into who is winning the MLB offseason. But first, are you guys ready for the Super Bowl? It's this weekend. And there is only one place as you covered and one place you trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. This weekend, I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes to take down old man Tom Brady. Now, don't forget to visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for your free account and use promo code LOCKEDON for your sign-up bonus. Hashtag BetOnline. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts a car will ever need in a traditional chain storefront. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get into that conversation between Ryan Latica, host of Lockdown Rockies, and I. But I think new ownership is a great segue for this next topic I have because who is winning the offseason? And I got a few candidates for you, Ryan. We're going to name some teams. We're going to name some of their acquisitions. And then we're going to decide who is winning the offseason right now. So Sounds the good. Mets. Yeah, let's do it. The Mets, they've acquired Francis, uh, they, they acquired Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco, James McCann. They re-signed Marcus Stroman. And they got a new owner, Stephen Cohen. So that's been huge for them. You got the Blue Jays. They acquired George Springer, Kirby Yates, and Marcus Simeon. The Cardinals, they acquired Nolan Arenado. That was really their big deal. I guess they re-signed Adam Wainwright, but I don't think that was a big deal. And then I think the Padres, they got Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, and they traded for Joe Musgrove. I think those are the four teams in the running for MOB, winners of the offseason, unless you got another one to throw in there. Um, you know, I mean, I think that you wrapped it up pretty nicely there. Um, I would honestly, it, it's honestly pretty close between the Mets and the Padres to me. I would give the edge to the Padres just because, I mean, we've been hearing about how the Padres are, you know, for years now, you know, we've been hearing the Padres are coming. They're not quite here yet, but they're, you know, they're going to be here soon. And, you know, they've, they've, they're here now. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they were able to pull off that absolute heist for Fernando Tatis Jr., who is now the cornerstone of that team. And they've done what Jeff Bradich and Dick Monfort have refused to do is, is supplement that core talent with, you know, outside players to be able to elevate the talent of that team. You know, I mean, 
this this offseason has just been spectacular for the Padres. I mean, when have you ever seen a team go out and acquire two, not one, but two bona fide aces, you Darvish and Blake Snell? I mean, that that rotation is just going to be out of control now with Denelson Lamette, you know, and those, you know, adding those two guys into that into that situation into a great pitcher's park. Um, I mean, I think that I would have to give the edge to the San Diego Padres. Um, I do like what the Mets have done. I mean, obviously trading for one of the best shortstops in the game in Francisco Lindor and getting Carlos Carrasco on top of that. I mean, I don't think that anybody was expecting Carrasco to be moved. Um, but I mean, he he's now a member of the New York Mets as well. They got James McCann, who's really reinvented himself over the last couple of years. Um, one of the downsides to this whole thing, though, is all of the negative off the field exposure that the New York Mets have gotten this offseason first with Jared Porter and now with Mickey Calloway um you know I mean obviously I have no idea what is going on with <clears throat> excuse me sorry I, I have a little You're bit of a cold me. right now um, but I have no idea what is going on with the New York Mets front office and their vetting process in you know hiring these guys Jared Porter and and Mickey Calloway both, you know, now, you know, being accused of, you know, sexual, I, I, I get, I don't know if saying sexual assault is really the right term, but like, you know, making um, lewd advances on female, on female reporters, which is just absolutely not okay. Um, and so that's really, you know, one of the, one of the, re, one of the things that really docks the Mets down for me, um, despite all the positives that they've done on the field. I mean, that is absolutely secondary to, you know, this terrible situation that, you know, really obviously keeps plaguing the Mets now with two former employees um, that have been connected to the Mets, you know, undergoing this. Yeah, that was a very compelling argument you made at the end because I was going to go with the Mets and I I know the controversy, all that, you know, it's a big deal and it's, you can't overlook that. I just had the Mets win the offseason. One, because of all the deals they made. They got Lindor. And then, like you say, Carrasco. I, I feel like Pete, that was like kind of an underreported move that they that they made, that they got in that deal. I feel like getting Carrasco is like a sweetener on top. He's like a number two starter in your rotation. I feel like they just threw him in the deal, and people didn't really talk about that a lot. I feel like getting Carlos Carrasco in that deal was major for the Mets. And the biggest reason why I had them winning the offseason is because they got a new owner. They got Stephen Cohen, and every other move they've been able to make with Lindor and Carrasco is because of Stephen Cohen. They finally got new money, and the controversies, they're awful. And maybe now with Stephen Cohen, a new owner, they could finally, you know, clean house a little bit, clean up some of that toxic uh, toxicity in the Mets organization and kind of start anew, bring some new blood in, some new fresh faces in and kind of just clean house with Steve Cohen. So hopefully bringing him in could take out a lot of that negative energy. And with the Padres, they had a great offseason. I probably have them second in my book. Um Getting Blake Snell, getting you Darvish, that was huge. And the Padres and the Cardinals are both showing us you don't have to trade your top prospects to add talent to your team. The Padres did all those moves and didn't give up Mackenzie Gore, didn't give up a, didn't give up a blue chipper prospect. You can build your team, trade your uh, trade away people in your farm system, and still keep your best players in your farm system. So I love that the Padres did that, and it was just so sneaky the way they did it too. We heard some rumors about you Darvish, but the Blake Snell deal that one really just like uh, that one just blew my mind honestly because I feel like that came out of left field. I didn't know anything about that just. So to see the Padres now have uh, Lament, like you said, Darvish, Blake Snell, 
Chris Paddock is still going to be there. We'll see Mike Clevenger. He won't, I don't think he's pitching next season, but the year after that'll be a pretty nasty rotation. So I like it all. I, I like the Blue Jays off season a lot too. I still think they might be a couple pitchers away, maybe some other pieces away, but I do love getting George Springer, Kirby Yates. If he could get back to form, that'd be really nice. And then the Cardinals getting Nolan Arenado for basically nothing. You just fleeced him from the Rockies. They're probably going to be fourth in my rankings, but I do love all those teams. I love all the moves they made, but I'll probably have to go Mets, uh, Mets, Padres, Blue Jays, and then the Cardinals, if I had to rank the teams of who is winning the offseason currently. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you made some some compelling arguments there. Um, you know, really just the thing that kind of sets sets the the Padres ahead of the Mets for me um, is the fact that they were able to go out and acquire those two bona fide aces. You know, pitching is you know, I mean, at least, you know, for me as a Rockies fan, I've seen whenever the Rockies have had success, it's been, you know, when they've been solid on the mound. Um, and that's what happens, you know, not only with the Rockies, but around major league baseball as well. You know, you can, if you really go and fortify your rotation like that, um, you are going to, you know, certainly, um, that's good. That's certainly going to pay dividends for you, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really close for me as well. Yeah. And also because the Mets re-signing Stroman, I feel like they were always going to re-sign Stroman, but we didn't see him in 2020. So I feel like people forgot about him because he, he's a, another guy who's a number one, number two starter in your rotation, probably more of a number two, but him with DeGrom, Carrasco, we'll see how healthy Noah Syndergaard is next year. I think they have one other person that I'm uh, missing off the top of my head. I think they have a, uh, they have rookie David Pearson, I believe, or Peterson. I mistaking his name probably right now, but they go like five deep in that rotation. I really like their rotation, honestly. So it's going to be tough between, you know, who has the best rotation, the NL, the Padres, the Dodgers, the Mets. I think it's going to be pretty close, but it doesn't look like the D-backs or Rockies are going to be atop of their division standings. They're probably going to be the two teams at the bottom fighting for last place. That's it for this edition of the Lots on Diamondbacks podcast. And remember, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Braskowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your, start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. And as always, remember, stay safe and stay healthy out there. Deuces!